produced by Ranting Rhino Productions, Praxis Pedagogy exists to position our teaching and learning practice within different methodologies. We want to construct a guild of educators dedicated to designing a difference in our own teaching and learning and in our students' experience. everybody, welcome back to Praxis Pedagogy Podcast. Thanks again. I know I say that a lot, but I really am thankful for the time that you take to listen to this podcast because it's a lot of fun for me to do and I really appreciate and I really respect the fact that you take the time to listen to what uh, this podcast puts out. So thanks again for tuning in. This is episode 72. We have Dr. Sally Vinden. She's a colleague. She's a great friend. She's got a great perspective on TVET, which is Trades, Vocational Education and Training. And in this episode, we talk about the digital tool shed. And if you haven't checked out the digital tool shed yet, you need to go to VIU, that's Vancouver Island University's website. Just type in digital tool shed in the search box. It'll take you right there. Tons of great stuff going on. Enjoy the show. to that voice and then mm-hmm. when they put that in there i'm just like what who's who's saying that i know it's crazy all right here we go three two one hey everybody welcome back to praxis pedagogy podcast it is great that you've taken the time to uh to listen to uh this episode thank you for your support uh this is episode 72 we have the dr sally binden with us to talk about the digital tool shed so 19 months ago everyone trades training changed it changed in a direction that many within the system were resistant to move towards for years, probably even decades. And as someone who works at bridging the gap between education and training, academia and TVET, which stands for trades, vocational education and training, just let you figure that out, as well as the perception and reality of what education and training is all about. You, Sally, have been one who has worked tirelessly to see changes, sometimes small changes, within the system made with two primary outcomes, the support and development of faculty and the learning experiences of apprentices within the system. Sally works as the TVET curriculum teaching and learning specialist, faculty of trades and applied technology at VIU. And you are a faculty fellow. That sounds so cool when when I say that out loud. You are a faculty fellow for the Center for Innovation and Excellence in Learning at VIU. And Sally, it's my absolute pleasure, pleasure to have you on the show. On the other side of the mic for once. <laughs> well, thank you, Tim. Yeah, it's a real pleasure to be here. It's a long while since I've sort of been on this side of the mic, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah. That's good. Thank That's... you for having me. Yeah. Oh, pfft. you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> All good. So, Sally, tell us uh, tell us the backstory about how the idea of the digital tool shed came to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems so long ago now. It's so funny how quickly the last year has gone. Um, but I have to be honest, I can still remember it all very vividly because um, by September of 2020, I think that um, we were just beginning to find uh, sort of find our feet really around what 
it meant to teach re- remotely in the trades faculty. And so we've done, um, as you mentioned, I work um, alongside the Center of Innovation and Excellence of Learning at, here at VIU. And from March 2020 through to the end of July, even August, actually, um, they were providing incredible workshops for faculty all across campus. And I I was fortunate enough to work alongside uh, with some of those workshops. And we actually adapted a couple of them specifically for the trades faculty. So we recognized the differences that there were from some of the academic programs to the trades faculty. And so we provided these workshops where um, instructors would go through course design and you've heard me talk about um, backward mapping of curriculum design before so I won't go into details of that and they were week-long courses so they really provided a very strong foundation for faculty members um, in developing their courses for online but then they ended So as instructors then went behind the scenes in their LMS and started to design their online courses, I was, you know, in my role, I was really fortunate to start to hear some of the great things that were happening. And I would get invited to have a look. I would get asked, can you come and help me with this? And and I'd get into somebody's LMS and sure enough, they were doing incredible stuff. At the same time, I would get phone calls from other folks and they were just beginning, they were struggling. And so I very quickly sort of saw, okay, instructors don't have time for more workshops in September. And yet the problems that many were facing could actually be solved by some of the successes that other instructors were having. So I knew that I was fortunate to, to hear the, all of these stories, but I knew that most people, when they're teaching, they're isolated from what other instructors are doing. And they were more isolated than what the classrooms had been in the past because now they're all working remotely and they're teaching from Zoom. So some instructors were having no other interaction with no interactions with other instructors. So there was this isolation. So I came up with the idea that we need to have this, we need to have a hub, we need to have this community where we all come together and let's actually discuss some of those successes and let's look at some of those challenges. So I played around with the idea quite a bit and I came up with, and and Tim Carson, I think you were part of this discussion. I think we had a bit of a chat going here with Chad Flynn as well around the name of what this was going to be. So I came up with the name of the digital tool shed and I sent out a post to all trades instructors and the support staff as well. And I made it quite inviting. It's quite great. Graphic and it quite simply says, Welcome to the digital tool shed. Um, if you've got ideas, come and share them. If you've got questions, come ask them. And I told folks that it, the digital tool shed was this virtual place to come together and it was to collaborate with your colleagues and, and to support each other, problem solve, and just basically that join us in Zoom 
8 a.m. on a Friday morning. And at that point, that was as big as it was. That was the first week. And so much to my surprise, 28 instructors arrived to that session. And the first, um, the, the topic for the first section was best practices for asynchronous learning. And we, we just put questions out. It was very simple. And the, um, the questions where I've got them here, so I'm going to read them out for you, was what layout seems to work for your students when navigating your LMS? And how do you get to students to work collaboratively while in the LMS? And how, how are instructors providing feedback in this new modality? So this just triggered so many conversations and I sat back. So I very quickly sort of, you know, took the back seat where I was able to listen and that listening enabled me to hear what professional development needs instructors had right there and then. And then with this platform of the digital tool shed, it provided me with a platform where we could respond to those needs just in time. So I'll take a breath in case you have a question there. But <laughs> Yeah. So uh, you had 28 faculty members show up. Uh, were they dispersed across a wide range of faculty background? Oh, absolutely. I'm so glad you've asked that question. Yes, absolutely. We had um, instructors from welding, heavy duty mechanics, hairdressing, baking, automotive, carpentry. It just went the full scope of all of our trades programs. So this would be apart from. Uh, all faculty meetings or our occasional retreat days that we've had. This was the first time that we'd seen this cross-discipline group of trades instructors come together and discuss um, their teaching practices in such a way. That's really cool. And so at first, what was the what was the atmosphere like at first when everybody came? And I'm assuming this was all online, right? So everyone's yes, digital. Yeah. Hence the yeah. name Digital Toolshed. What, what was the atmosphere like with all those different backgrounds in the virtual room? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. And I, of course, because it was so new as well, people didn't really know how they were going to going to interact in that, you know, in that space. And so to begin with, there was very much like I posed the question and I'd have to encourage people to respond, but very quickly with it. So the digital tool shed only lasts for one hour um, or it's advertised for one hour. But what we noticed very quickly was when it got towards the end of that hour, um, there were people that were definitely holding back. They weren't going to leave. And so what happened after the hour was up and we formally thanked everybody, we, we sort of, um, you know, did our whole roll round of what, what are your takeaways or what would you like to see coming forward? But when that was over, there would be about 50% of instructors that hung back. And now suddenly the conversation changed and it changed in a way that, they would then start interacting with each other. 
So that began to create the identity of the digital tool shed. And this interaction from one instructor to another across the different trades, really, um, I guess that would be, if I could explain one of the most um, really exciting things about the digital tool shed is these collaborations that have now happened. So, for example, I'm just glancing back on the themes or the topics that we covered. And so the second week was actually delivered by, I invited Rita Gower. She's our, she was our head baking instructor at the time. And I invited her to come and talk about implementing case studies. And the reason why I, I actually asked Rita to do this was because there were the carpentry department were talking about case studies. Um, the automotive department were talking about case studies. And so to actually bring in somebody that had implemented case studies, it was just hooked everybody right in. So Rita came in, she opened up her, we, we use VIU Learn, which is actually D2L. So she opened up her D2L shell. She shared it with everybody and she took them through this whole um, student journey of how she had implemented it. Now that took place in the digital tool shed. The conversation then went between the various different instructors and Rita, who was the guest that day. Again, I sit in, you know, sit in the background there, but Rita then, um, connected with me afterwards and started to tell me about how many people from the digital tool shed had followed up with her that week and just said, you know, Rita, I really liked what you did. Can you show me this again? Can you take me in this? So Rita actually then was enrolling different instructors into her, her D2L shell. So she's got a welding instructor in there that can go in in the background and see how she structured, um, structured her LMS. So the, we have never seen anything like that before, Tim. Now, you were, you know, a trades instructor and over your years of working as a Praise instructor. Did you ever get invited into the classroom of another instructor from a completely different trade? No, no. In fact, it was always shunned upon that somebody would actually want to come in and watch you teach because I think I speak for a lot of trades faculty out there that we're too sensitive to that kind of thing because we feel like we're being judged. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it stems from our experience in the trades and that you develop a reputation by what you build, what you make, what lasts, what doesn't last. Um, and so when you're in a realm that you're not, you're not as good as you think you are <laughs> and somebody else who comes in who may be just as good as you or better, uh, or at least has that motivation to learn can be a little intimidating. Uh, and I know that there have been lots of conversations that I've had with people in, in, in the faculty department that I worked in, as well as other faculty members in other departments that were like, you know, I don't like it when other instructors come into my class because it just, and they would use language like, you know, it kind of disrupts the class because the class doesn't really know who to listen to, who to look at. 
Uh, and so they don't make it sound like, no, I have a big problem with it because I'm insecure. Mm-hmm. They, they say, no, it's really disruptive for the class. And, you know, I'd rather just meet with you one-on-one and kind of go through with what, what I do. So the answer is no. <laughs> right. Right. And for many people attending the digital tool shed, they had never been into anybody else's classroom. And they certainly hadn't explored, you know, classrooms from somebody that's teaching a completely different trade. So this was one of the things that re- were that is really exciting about the digital t- tool shed, because we now have like these silos between the different trades completely dissolved, completely melted because Zoom brought everybody together. And so even though you know, our welding instructor or our our electrical instructors were going into um, Rita's shell, into the LMS shell, and exploring how she had presented all of this material for her students in such an interactive way that students were very self-directed going through this journey, whereas they had been Prior to that, some instructors had just been uploading that learning management system as if it was just a repository, you know, and they were telling them, sending them an email, go to the LMS and find it in module two, read this article. So a lot of instructors were using many different ways of communication. And what Rita was able to do was really take away that whole um, frustration that they were experiencing. And I think that was one of the things for me, listening in the background, I would hear the areas that were really frustrating for instructors about their week in Zoom or whatever. And then I was fortunate enough that I knew the people that were having the successes, but I also had spent so much time around curriculum and pedagogy that sometimes when you're struggling with something and Zoom was so new to everybody and digital um, pedagogy was so new, uh, many instructors couldn't ask for what they needed because they hadn't explored it prior. So this really did, it's almost like, okay, well, here we go. Let's suggest this. And I've got another one here that I was going to um, tell you about. Yeah, this was a real, and I'd actually advertised it as this is due to popular demand. And so what many instructors wanted to do early on in the pandemic was, or they found that there was a real problem with multiple choice testing. And you'll remember this. I mean, it was in the news every day that how do we, um, you know, the integrity of exam taking when their multiple choice um, instructors were very concerned that their exams would be compromised with students or sharing information and, and chatting. So verbal exa- you know, examination, the oral examination was up for discussion. And but it was overwhelming for so many. And yet our welding instructor, David Drury, had implemented this idea very quickly on. And he'd done it in a way that he had recorded himself showing what he was going to do, how he was going to structure it in the class. So he was our guest to the digital tool shed one week. 
And um, he went through how he structured the, the questions, how he randomized them so students knew what they were going to um, they knew what topics they were going to focus on, but they didn't know what questions they were going to get. And instructors could then come forward with their concerns. And they would say things like, well, how am I going to do this? I've got 20 students. Do you bring them out during, you know, do you go into breakout rooms? How do you do this? And of course, David was able to answer all of these questions. Now, this is kind of when it gets really cool because the week after that, three instructors had gone off and actually structured how they were going to deliver these oral examinations. The week after they actually rolled it out, they said we couldn't have done this without David's, um, you know, upfront sharing of his experiences. But then they came back to the digital toolshed about a month later and discussed what they'd done. And David will tell you himself, he was able to learn from that. So this is when you really saw that this is this is a hub that's happening here and people are growing and learning together and it gained its own momentum. Yeah. So, and that's, that's, I'm, I'm, I keep thinking about that because you, you, you talk about the organic growth and the organic connections and it's kind of like what I miss about going to a conference. There's, there's the presentations and everyone's milling around and there's all this excitement, but it's almost like, you know, I'm going to pull a bit of a Joe Biden here. It's almost like the real conversations happen in the pub after, yes. right? And the real connections, I hate to use the word real, the significant connections, the ones that last you know, till the next conference or then, or years are sometimes most often, not sometimes are most often made in the hallways and in the pubs. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, and then it sounds very similar to what's happening here. And the other thing that comes to mind is you couldn't have planned this any better. And, and I, and I'm not sure that you had this in mind when you started, because it, it, it sounded very much like you, we had the structure, we had a plan, we, we knew where we were going, we knew what we wanted to present. But then this little thing happened over here. Oh, absolutely, Tim. And really, when um, I did, I know where it was going. I mean, I would be I, I like to say, yes, yes, this is what I envisioned. <laughs> but if right. truth be told, I could see the need. I could see the need and I could see. Um, really from a pedagogical standpoint as well, that, that this was going to, this could possibly, um, you know, support this need um, because I really knew that workshops can only do so much. Now, when you go to a workshop, I mean, it's fabulous. I know the, the teaching and learning centers have really been absolute, you know, the backbone of the universities over the last um you know, the last year or so, but it seemed that the ones that had the most experience were the instructors because they were the ones going into the classrooms, into their virtual classrooms every day. And they were learning so rapidly. They were learning so rapidly or they were just absolutely running into barriers just day after day after day. And of course, the Students were part of this as well. You know, students, some adapted very quickly and others, it was, you know, a huge stumbling block for them. And so I think that, I think the uniqueness of this was the vulnerability 
that most people felt coming together. So nobody felt like an expert coming together, but everybody had a need because they didn't feel like a, an expert. And those of us that had, like you mentioned earlier about, you know, teaching in your face-to-face classrooms, you feel like you're a good teacher. Like I'm a good teacher. You know, if somebody comes in, maybe they'll find out I'm not that good, that imposter syndrome thing. But the great thing was about, you know, digital learning was that nobody felt that they'd got it. Everybody felt like, oh my goodness, I, I must be able to do better here. I've got to be able to do better. And um, yeah, but you're absolutely right. I've always dreamed of these collaborations across the trades. I've always dreamed of that happening. And it seems it's amazing to me that we have, you know, on the campus here at VIU, we're quite isolated. Different trades have different buildings. And I know many instructors that have worked here for many years that have come to me and said, I have made so many connections now across the trades through Zoom. And so it just is, yeah, it's been uh, surprising. Very not surprising. Really, yeah, not really surprising, but surprising at the same time, right? Like you just said, and it really speaks to the value of the faculty participation. And, and from what I remember, um, you only had one time where you had admin come or they wanted to come and they were either not, well, ceremoniously pushed out or no, thank <laughs> you. You're not welcome. Or no, like that's not what this is designed for. I think that's, that's part of the key to the success of this, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And I should have mentioned that um, earlier. One of the first things that I put out in this, this, this message that I sent out. So I just create the graphics every week. I just do it quite simply in um, a PowerPoint slide. So it fills up the whole of the email and it sends a message and there's usually a little bit of humor in there. But what I had said from the word go is that this is it's run by faculty and it's for faculty. So yes, there, it really gave it this sense of this grassroots admin loved it. They did join us for a few weeks and it was great because I mean, Glynis, our, our Dean totally supported this initiative because it's really important that um, I think as other, I, I think there's quite a few other trades faculties, actually, Tim, in the province that have heard about the digital tool shed and they're implementing something like this. And one of the things is I'm very fortunate that this is my role within the trades faculty. And I think it's a tough call when you're trying to teach full time and actually implements initiative like this. So it was great that um, admin did join us for a good few weeks um, and a couple of the associate deans did for quite a while. And for them, they said it was so, they loved it because they learned so much and they learned because once you become an associate dean, you can be in a position where you're removed from teaching and learning and practices. And, and so they really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, but you're absolutely right. The faculty did say, you know, this isn't for this. We, 
this isn't for management. We need to have this space so that if we've had a bad experience that week or we're challenged with something, we need to be able to speak about that openly with our colleagues and not be concerned that we're going to actually, you know, there's going to be follow up about it. (laughs) So it's a shame really. Um, But what we did do at that point, because, um, you know, our associate dean's quite disappointed. Um, What we did do at that point is the first 20 minutes of most of the sessions will be the presenter, will be the guest. And I'm saying presenter, and that's a little bit formal, but it will be their guest. And they often come, you know, very prepared. They enjoy doing this. And we'll often record that and share the recording so that the, you know, the deans do get to see what their instructors are doing. And that's a little bit twofold as well, because one of my other Um, thoughts behind this whole launch of the digital tool shed was I really wanted to celebrate my colleagues and the, you know, the, the incredible things they were doing and they would remain invisible unless we created this space where we could actually hold them up and, and, and celebrate this and, and show really show them off, show off, look at what's going on here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So before we get to the big pan question, uh, how do you see this supporting the professional development of faculty in your institution? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question, Tim, because when I look to the, you know, the future of education, I, I, you know, I think that rapid change is going to become a, it's going to become a staple. We've seen this huge shift um, because of COVID, but there were many of us that were exploring, you know, digital pedagogies prior to that. And, um, you know, yes, many of us having, um, I think having, uh, understanding of teaching learning disrupted by the digital world, but disrupted in a really positive way. So there was lots of us excited about that. And then COVID really launched it. And now I think that that, that evolution will keep on going. And so when I think about the question that you asked, how do I see this supporting future PD? I think it is the way forward. I think we need to be making space for our faculty, um, you know, our instructional faculty to come together specifically for this, this purpose. And, and this doesn't, this this doesn't mean that our teaching and learning centers aren't needed. They are very much so. But if we look at the teaching and learning centers that offer courses or they work one-on-one with faculty members, it's kind of the digital tool shed is, right, you learned this in with the teaching and learning center. You learned this. Now you've put it into play. Let's see what it looks like. And I think that's the piece that they're building on their understanding. This is the lived curriculum. And I think, you know, we've talked about this before as well. This is really the, this is what it looks like in the classroom. And that's, that's so different from going to a workshop and, 
and learning new ideas, new concepts. Um, but this is, yeah, this is the live part of it all. Yeah, it's, it kind of reminds me of Daniel Cole's book, The Talent Code, where he talks about the, the importance of the feedback loop. Right. And so <clears throat> all these different people were learning their skills, whether it was musician or sports or, you know, um, doing, doing uh, like super high math and all these other, and, you know, and, and, and he was talking about what, what makes them really good at what they're doing outside of the gene question. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause not everybody's mm -hmm. born with the genes to become, mm -hmm. you know, Wayne Gretzky, we get that, <laughs> but we know that, but we know that there's a lot of professional players. Right. And we know that they're the top, 1% of a whole bunch of people. We get that. But Daniel, Daniel's point in his book was, is that there's this important thing called a feedback loop. And the importance of the feedback loop is that it's almost instantaneous. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what this project that you've created has tapped into in the sense that there's, there's an immediate feedback loop called next week. Yes. Right. And you know, you can choose to not come. That's, that's, that's fine. But if you choose not to come, you've broken the feedback loop. So in essence, that's again, no different than what you've just said about going to a webinar, going to a workshop, mm -hmm. going to a conference for crying out loud, learning all these great things yes. and trying them out. Not really sure if you're successful or not. And then it just kind of dies off because yeah. you're not getting that feedback, but here you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that sort of momentum of that feedback and also that um, you could enter. So we had many very new instructors attend uh, the digital tool shed on a regular basis. And several of them I've spoke to outside of that venue. And um, they've said, you know, I know so many people. I've met so many people. If I hadn't have gone to the digital tool shed, I would only know my direct sort of supervisor in my department. But that's part of the feedback loop as well, because they could listen to the dialogue that was going on. Those that are far more confident or far more confident as in they've got much more experience. So they were comfortable saying, OK, I implemented, you know, this. Um, this oral exam this week, it went horribly wrong. The students had, one instructor came forward and said, the students had memorized the responses to these questions. And, you know, he said, this so surprised me, not once have I valued like regurgitation. And we were able to debrief what it was you know, that had led the students to do this rather than his intention was he was going to pose this situational question and have maybe the student talk about this was electrical talk about the current. I, you know, you know, I don't know this, um, but he wanted it to be about something that would happen in practice. But they had actually regurgitated. They were regurgitating answers, responses from prior multiple choice tests that they'd done because they thought their instructor wanted this. So I think where you say this reflection, this reflecting on your practice, and that comes, that aligns as well with Donald Schoen, Schoen's work, I think, Sean or Schoen. And he talks about reflection in practice and reflection on practice. And so when you bring together, you know, 20 people, I mean, some weeks there were only 10, but the, it was this absolutely reflect on these practices. Yeah. That's so important. Good. 
Well, let's, let's take this to the ultimate level. So, uh, you and I have obviously had more than one conversation about digital tool shed and the, and the awesomeness that it is. <laughs> and you have inspired me in, in the success of this to think of doing something pan institutional or pan provincial. Um, and I've given it the label shop talk. Mm. <laughs> uh, and, and really I think what you're talking about and a lot of people may have uncovered is that it's really a, 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 a strong community of practice. Uh, absolutely right and the strength of community of practice and i would argue that the trades are they're the perfect petri dish for community of practices because we've been doing it since well since apprenticeship has started 2000 years ago it's it's all about communities right whether you're within your own trade or multi trades so let's talk a little bit about the pan institutional approach or the provincial approach that mm -hmm. uh, that you want to take yeah, yeah. It is. As you're saying this, it's reminding me of um, Superpod Day. Do you know about orcas and Superpod Day? Well, it's to keep the genetic pool healthy. So orcas live in their pods with their family pod, um, but they can't mate within their family pod because that will cause genetic disruption. So there's it's kind of like an event, but obviously it's not prearranged, not advertised. But there'll be days when the pods come together for that purpose of reproduction. And if you're ever fortunate to be up out in Georgia Strait or wherever, it's the most spectacular event ever. But off the note of Superpod Day, but it's, it's, it's it seems to me that there's um, when you think about articulation. So trades come together all around the province and we go within a family pod in articulation. So we're either carpenters, bakers, culinary arts, you know, heavy mechanical trades. And we sit around the table with others that teach exactly what we teach. And we focus in very much on the program outline. Now, so to me, when you talk about taking something like the, this community of, of practice practitioners to this, this pan level, then suddenly it's like a, it's like a, a pod, a multi-pod, super pod day. But we will have people from all different trades coming together. And I think that there's so much value in that. We have... You know, I know we've learned so much from electrical. We've learned so much from culinary arts, like hairdressing. And, and that's being consistent. It's, it's not just a one-off. That's still going on. So I think when we come together from various different institutions, because all institutions have a culture to their teaching and learning practices. So I just, it kind of, it blows my mind when I imagine, you know, BCIT, VCC, um, KPU, when, when all these trade programs, those that are interested in um, curriculum and pedagogy come together for these conversations, I think that it's going to be, I, I just cannot imagine the potential that this platform has. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, 
I, I love collaborative efforts to begin with. And I, I mean, I, I spent my master's degree learning and writing about collaborative practice. Um, I love it. I, I practice it as much as I can. I, I try to get better at it. I try to facilitate it as much as I can. And the thing that really sparked this idea outside of the digital tool shed that you've been doing is the idea of, of the last two years that I've had the opportunity to go and visit our different articulation groups mm-hmm. and, and listen to instructors, faculty within an articulation group say things like, how do you do this at your institution? Yeah. Oh, well, we do it like this at our institution. And very often it's a regional flavor, right? That like there's some regional influences there. And I began thinking about this more deeply and going, I wonder what would happen if we had multiple articulation groups sharing from multiple regional influences on this topic of education slash pedagogy. Yeah. Um, and, and, how would that influence classes moving forward? How would that influence professional development tracks of faculty going, you know what, maybe there's something to finishing my ID. Maybe there's something to going and getting a master's degree. Shoot. Maybe there's something going and just taking part in a conference uh, where I've never done that before. Um, Or just simply coming and listening and and, and, t- and walking away with some new ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm really excited about the potential of, of what this could, could be. And, and just the, yeah. the return on investment for people that would come and, and, you know, not, it won't be every week, this the shop mm-hmm. talk, it'll be once a month, but just because it's so much bigger and um, yeah. there's, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. But um, I, I hope that shop talk has half the success that digital tool shed <laughs> has had. And I think if it has half of it, it'll be very successful. Oh, absolutely. And you just said something that really triggered because, you know, I've had to sort of um, reflect on why I came up with the idea originally. And I know you asked me that question, but I've sort of been asked it quite a lot. And you just said something that's really triggered a memory of my positive experience in the provincial instructor's diploma. I learned so much in that program. I only once at the time I was a hairdressing instructor, only once was there were there other hairdressing instructors. So all the way through my PIDP, I was with other trades instructors. I learned so much from them. I learned from their presentations, from the conversations. And in actual fact, Really, if we look at how the PIDP is lived out within those weekend workshops, we'll see a lot of commonalities between that and um, really how the digital tool shed operated. Because do you remember those classes when an instructor would present for 20 minutes and on a completely different trade from your own. And then we would get to discuss it. And I always remember how much I learned from that. So I think for me that I've always sought out collaborations and long prior to COVID, I've sat in many different instructors' classrooms, but they've been in different trades from my own. But I've had to build the relationship first and then say, you know, how do you feel uh, about me doing that? Um, So this, Tim, I think you're opening up one huge virtual classroom um, to the folks in BC. I think it's very, very exciting. And, And one of the things is that I think 
articulation does have the potential. We could have a super pod articulation day, but it limits, it's so limiting because only one instructor typically goes from each department. And of course, this, the way that, you know, you're going to be um, offering this out, it does really open it up to, to everybody that's instructing, which is really exciting. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, you've done some incredible stuff. The, the trade summit series, just incredible. We saw so many people attend all across the trades, very similar theme to the tool shed really. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Um, and you know, part of the, part of the master plan is we're going to do another summit series. And then my, my big audacious goal is to have a trades conference, a provincial trades conference, just for tradespeople run, run by tradespeople, set up by tradespeople for tradespeople. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's kind of what we're, we're slowly inching Absolutely. our way towards. I can't wait. And oh. you know what, now that's on, it's not on paper, <laughs> but it's on recording. And that's, yeah, yeah, yeah that's it's, it's really coming. exciting, Tim. Yeah. I, looking I, forward I'm, to I'm, it. Me too. Me too. I have one more uh, question for you, Sally. Uh, if you could finish this sentence for me, the sentence is Sally, your contribution over the next three to four months will be. Oh gosh, my contribution. I think my contribution to, um, you know, the field of teaching and learning is to collaborate, but it is to collaborate out of my typical circles of collaboration. So to look, to look where I haven't looked before and to maybe ask the questions that I haven't thought about before or find those questions. Yeah. Amazing. Very good. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing where that takes you and, and what, what unfolds for you there. So thanks again for taking the time, Sally. Always a pleasure. I mean, my pleasure. It's, a, it's, it's good to have you on the show. And uh, yeah, uh, everybody, this was great. Tons of stuff in here. Um, so if, if you're part of the VIU faculty committee or fa- faculty committee, let me back up. If you're part of the VIU faculty uh, uh, in trades, you need to take part in the digital tool shed. Uh, for those of you listening outside VIU, uh, be on the lookout for for uh, the trade series, uh, trade summit series coming, as well as shop talk. It'll be happening once a month, and then we will have a conference coming up mm-hmm. next year, and uh, it'll be great. So thanks again, Sally. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Tim. My pleasure. All right. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to the episode. Show notes will be on the website, praxispedagogy.com. That's right. Show notes. You can go there and uh, find uh, show notes there as well as links to what we've talked about. And don't forget more digital tool shed coming up for those of you listening from Vancouver Island University and as well, Shop Talk hosted by BC Campus for the whole province of British Columbia and even those people outside the province who just want to listen in. Anyway, have a great day. We'll catch you next week. Thanks very much.